ask yourself in the grand scheme of things, does this matter? Am I allowing the fear of man to get in the way of this? Or am I putting my fear in God? Because in Proverbs 9.10, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So ask yourself, is my fear of what this person will say about me bigger than my faith in God's plan for me in this moment? So sometimes it's not about, oh yeah, I just don't care about what other people have to say or think about me. They don't pay my bills, yada, yada. Sometimes it's about catching ourselves, starting to fear man versus fearing God. Hello, beautiful people. It's your host, Danielle Mason, bringing you authentic conversation, transparency around real life experiences, and actionable tips to create your next breakthrough today. Think of this as your home away from home healing oasis where we overshare and overcome obstacles together. Pull up a seat, come as you are, and be ready to leave feeling challenged to reflect, encouraged to take action, and inspired to change. This is the Blackouts to Breakthroughs podcast. So you guys voted on what topic you wanted me to cover next, and I had a feeling this was going to be the one. This is such a big thing, and it can be so hard for us to do, is to really free ourselves from the fear of what other people are going to think of us, freeing ourselves from other people's opinions, because it can honestly take over your life if you're somebody that is living to please other people. Once again, I have to go back to a story, okay, because I want you to know that I've literally lived this. My life back then, I was so consumed around what other people thought of me. And so I want you to think back to like your middle school days, and can you think back and remember the girl who was the quiet one in class, kind of, you know, the teacher's pet, all the teachers really just loved her because she didn't really cause any trouble. She never like misbehaved in class. She followed all the rules. She did the homework and she was somebody that really didn't have like any enemies in school. You know what I mean? That was my identity growing up. I never wanted to start a fight. I never wanted to cause a disagreement between me and somebody else. I wanted everyone to like me to the point where it would worry me if I heard somebody was talking about me. Like it was all I could think about. I wanted to be friends with the cool kids, okay? You know those scenes in the movies where the cool kids are walking by and the main character is staring in awe at them? I literally felt like that. Two of my really great friends now, I'm just going to expose myself here, but Morgan Reagan, if you're listening to this, I don't think I've ever told y'all this before, but that was me towards y'all in the sixth grade. Remember the pod and I don't remember the other thing, the hallway. I would watch you guys walk to the pod in the mornings and I was like, wow, like what if I could be friends with them? <laughs> Reagan ended up being my college roommate for four years. So more like my sister now. And Morgan is such a special friend to me. But back then when I would speak to anyone, quote unquote, like remotely cool or popular, my face would turn a bright red and I would never know what to say. I tell you all of this because when I think back to those years, I was overwhelmed with people pleasing and obsessed with what other people thought about me. It literally ruled my mind. So I know if you're listening and you're somebody that just really can't stop and can't help yourself from from worrying about what other people think of you, trust me when I say I totally get it. 
And when putting together this episode, I had to actually go back and think through how I got to where I am now. So you guys made me do some work. Seriously, I had to go back in my mind and retrace, you know, these last however many years of my life, like 10 years of my life to see, okay, what steps did I take and how did I shift from being so obsessed and consumed and worried with how other people perceived me to now being able to show up authentically and can really work through that. And it's not the first thing that comes to my mind. Oh, what is this person going to say or think about me if I do X, Y, Z? So thinking back through my memory bank, this memory stuck out to me when thinking about this topic. I remember getting in trouble because one time my my friend and I, we went to the mall. I think we were probably in like seventh grade, eighth grade. And she liked these pair of Converse. And I told her I would get them for her. I bought them with the money my mom gave me to go shopping with. Now, okay, that's totally something that I would love to do. I would love to be able to spoil my friends. But the root of that action was based in wanting to be accepted by my friend. I wanted to earn points with her. I wanted to earn her friendship. Mom was mad, all right? If y'all know Judy, she was not having it. She taught me a lesson that day. She told me that I don't have to buy my friends if they're true friends. And so you can apply that to your life today. If somebody is meant to be a close contact to you, if somebody is meant to be in your life, you don't have to buy them with material possessions and you don't have to buy them with you trying to impress them or be somebody that you're not. People that are meant to be part of your circle, people that are meant to be your close friends, people that love you for you are going to love you for you. And we can waste our time and energy on caring about what Sally Sue's going to say about us or this person on social media all day long. But really ask yourself, okay, and you probably already know, like, I know, Danielle, that's not where my biggest investment is going to come back from by spending my time worrying and having this fear of what other people are going to think about me. But take time to really think about that and ask yourself, what am I afraid of? Am I afraid of rejection? Am I afraid to put myself out there? Why are you afraid to put yourself out there? Why are you afraid of rejection? And even take an inventory on the people that you consider your really close friends, people that you can be yourself around. Did you become their friend by putting on a facade or did you show them the real you? So we're going to dive into this fully in more detail and I'm going to give you guys eight thinking points and steps that you can apply to your life today. And surprise, I've also created a free resource for you that you can download, print out if you want, that goes along with this topic in this episode. I posted the link in the description within this episode. You can download it straight from there and it'll help you and remind you of the eight steps that we talk about here with kind of like a workbook style where you can work through these steps intentionally. And this not just be another podcast episode or audio that you hear and after you listen you're like oh yeah that was good but then you don't actually apply what you learned and I know from experience it's the application of the knowledge that we gain that's where the power comes from so go ahead go to the description in this episode download that freebie and get started on it as soon as this episode ends So thinking back through what I did, how I started to get over that fear of what is this person going to say about me or what are they going to think about me? Oh my gosh. The first thing that came to my mind is my environment, who I was hanging out with. When I started to hang out with people who were confident, 
they rubbed off on me. Their confidence rubbed off on me. When I had friends that I felt comfortable around and I could be myself around and that lifted me up and spoke life into me, that was when I started to gain more confidence in myself. They made me feel good about who I was. When they would tell me things that I would forget about myself, when they would laugh at something that I did or said, or when they just told me that they loved me, when they told me that I was fun to hang out with, when I was genuine, these, these words of affirmation, it was encouragement for me and it helped me see qualities and characteristics that I carried, which is sometimes hard for us to see at the time because our identity is molded by our environment. And let me explain that a little bit. You know when you were little and maybe you had a teacher tell you that you couldn't do something or that you were great at this, you ran with that. So my childhood, my parents would tell me, you're so good at math. And that came part of my identity. I was like, okay, I'm good at math. And guess what happened whenever I graduated high school? I looked up majors that were linked to being good at math, being an older sibling, that shaped my identity. I had to take care of my cousins, my sister. So this nurturing, mom-like worrying tendencies, I adopted because I was a firstborn grandchild because I was the older sibling. It shaped and molded my identity. And so think about those things that maybe an adult or your friends, whenever you were younger, when you were a child, what they would say to you that you took and you kept as truth and you made it part of your identity. It could be the smallest thing like you're way too energetic, you need to calm down. Or you're really book smart, but you're not that street smart. It could be one phrase that was told to you only one time in your life that your brain took as fact and you took as fact and you accepted it as part of who you were. So your environment is super important. If you don't currently have friends in your life that aren't lifting you up, that aren't encouraging you, that are not helping you see the greatness within yourself, then it's time to find new friends. It's time to find new people that you can hang out with. And look, this is where social media has came in for me. I've met some of my greatest friends now through social media, but this is a really important step. When thinking back, the second thing that I thought of was Whenever I was confident and I knew why I was doing what I was doing, I sensed this commitment to my goals or to my priorities or to the purpose of what I'm doing versus the fear of what other people would think about me. So for example, when I first started my very first network marketing business, I saw the potential in saying yes to that, that I didn't even give energy or time to thinking about how others would perceive me. So my commitment to the future that I saw in pursuing X allowed me to minimize the noise or what others would think about me. So that internal drive, that internal purpose, that internal vision, when it's strong enough, you will start to develop this muscle of saying yes to that, to that vision, and the external voices will start to fade. So that understanding of this is what I want to do and this is why I want to do it will help direct your focus away from the fears of what others would think or say to focusing on what's in front of you, on what you truly want. So that takes a couple of things. It takes getting clear on what you want. 
It's not like, uh, okay, I want this. And I'm sure some of you that are listening, you're like, I don't even know like how to even understand or know what I want in life. I've been there. I get it. And look, I think it's a constant journey of trying different things, having new experiences to know. And I think it changes. It's okay to change from one year to the next. It's okay to change what you want. It's okay to change your values and, and your your priorities with the seasons. So whatever season you're in, whether that be right now, my focus is my fitness or my health. Now, going to the gym in front of other people, maybe that's something that makes you afraid, but is your purpose or your vision of where you're going greater than that fear of what the people within the gym are going to say or think about you? Maybe it's okay you have this idea about a business that you want to execute and so you're going to have to turn down going out every weekend. You're going to have to turn down saying yes to things. You're going to have to accept the fact that you're going to be seen if you're somebody that's marketing, etc. So maybe that is putting yourself out there on social media where you're being vulnerable for others to comment on what you're doing. So maybe that fear is centered in, oh my gosh, my friends are going to, what are they going to think about me? Or what are the people from high school going to think about me? That fear can stop you from such great things. So for you to be able to minimize the outside, the exterior noise, you have to heighten this internal drive and vision that you have on whatever it is that you're doing. And now I want to share a few things that I learned along the way that have helped me within this area. And the first thing was people reflect their insecurities and fears onto you. You've probably heard this from multiple different people, but it's fact. And it goes two ways. When people have fear of something themselves, they're going to try to protect you and reflect their insecurities and their fears onto you. Now, if it's somebody who's not really your friend, all right, they're going to talk about you because they are intimidated by you. To put it straight up, they're intimidated at the fact that you are doing what you're doing. They think it's weird that you're doing whatever because they aren't confident enough to do it themselves. Confident and successful people, and successful doesn't have to be monetary-wise. Successful can mean whatever it is for that person individually. But confident and successful people, they don't have time or energy or a desire to gossip and talk down about other people. Thinking about this idea of overcoming other people's opinions are the people that are going to be talking about what somebody else is doing. Are those the types of people that you want to be with and surround yourself with anyway? Or would you want to be with the people who are like, wow, this girl is doing her thing and she is inspiring me. She is talking about XYZ and she is not afraid. Look, I can see that she's nervous, but she's doing it anyway. That inspires me. What group of people do you want to be around and surround yourself with? So thinking about it in that way can help you say, I don't care about that group of people that's going to talk about me. Another thing that I learned is it just feels better when you're able to be yourself. And when you start to notice that when you're more yourself, you make more people laugh. I truly believe that we're all like funny in our own way, whether it be an awkward funny, a corny funny. I'm honestly, I think I'm a corny person and I'm weird. I feel like most people are weird. If we had a camera in your bedroom or in your house when you're by yourself, what are the things that you do? What if you could be that way around everybody? And like, I'm going to go ahead and say, not everybody has seen my weird side. Like Jamar has seen it all. And he's honestly brought my weird side to a whole new level that I didn't even know I had. But I truly believe we're all this way. And I feel like the more people that are able to be themselves, it makes the people around them feel comfortable and have more confidence to be themselves. Imagine you being that person for somebody. 
If you're somebody that is motivated or inspired by helping other people, you can think about being yourself in this way. And if you're motivated or inspired by having eyes on you or being a person of mystery or being a person that people are like, I like her. I'm curious about her. When you're yourself, you make more people curious about you. They want to be your friend. They want to know how you operate and how you think because one of the biggest fears that people have is what other people are going to think about them because they're afraid of rejection and they're afraid of being judged. And so if you're somebody and you're walking around, you're being yourself and not afraid of what other people are going to think about you, you automatically go into a different pile in their mind of like, that person's different. So if that motivates you, let that be your motivator. Think about how much you like authenticity and reflect and ask yourself, am I being authentic? So when I learned that, the more I was myself, the more real friends I made, and I liked that feeling. How tiring is it to put on a facade? It gets tiring. And the longer that you do it, the more your identity will become blurry. You won't really know who you are. So there's been different seasons of my life where I realized that, yo, look, I don't even know who I am. Like, who is Danielle? What do I like? What is my identity? I don't even know. That was something that I actually found through reading the word and being rooted in the word. And so whenever I did give my life to Christ last year, my confidence grew because I started to learn who I was through my creator's eyes. And that's probably the most powerful and the biggest tip that I can give. And so I want to share some of that with you. I gained wisdom through the word. Let me tell you, if you're somebody who feels like the Bible is boring, look, I relate and I get it, but the Bible's juicy, okay? If you like drama, I do like drama when it's not in my personal like life, whenever I can like read into it or like look at it on a screen or something, but it's juicy. It has an immense amount of wisdom and it transforms you. Literally, it transforms you. I'm not the same person that I was before I accepted Christ in my life. And that's the power of Jesus. That's the power of the Bible, of the word. And so I want to share a couple of verses in 2 Timothy 1.7. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Ephesians 3.12. In him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. This is empowering. Knowing who God told me I am, that I'm not the timid, shy girl that I thought I was growing up. That when I struggle with discipline, that's not who God tells me to be. When I don't believe that my voice has power or that I have the power to impact somebody else and to impact a life. He reminds me the spirit of God gives me power. When, I sh when I'm struggling with loving Jamar or loving a stranger, he reminds me that I have love to give. When the enemy tries to tell me that there's not freedom with following Christ, the word reminds me, Ephesians 3.12 reminds me that I have full freedom in him. I'm not bound to my past. I'm not bound to the fear of what other people are going to think of me. I have freedom. And guess what? I have confidence. I have confidence in him and who he tells me I am. So you do too. This is the gift that he gives you for believing in him, for trusting in him with full faith, for being a child of God. This is a free gift that he gives you. 
And there's two stories that have just stuck out to me so far of reading, reading the word. And the first one is the story of Joseph. If you guys know the coat of many colors, you probably have heard it in like Sunday school. And I encourage you to read about the history of Joseph. But this built my faith in God's plan for me and that he's in every single detail. And when I'm living for God and not for myself or other people, I gain freedom from what other people are going to say or think of me. So the story of Joseph, it reminds me that my confidence rests in him and his plan for my life. When I can rest in that, I'm not worried about what others think. And if I find myself worried about what others will say or think about me, trust me, this still happens to me today. I have to remind myself, right? I'm still human. I have flaws. I can get wrapped up in the day-to-day, in the comparison thing, in what so-and-so is going to say or think of me. But I can redirect my fears, bring them to Jesus, go to God's promises in his word. And it reminds me that who is man to fear? I am presented with the opportunity to ask myself, and you are too, am I living for the world or am I living for eternity? Are you living to please the world or are you chosen to live set apart from the world? Are you reminding yourself that this life is temporary? That this is such a short time span of what we'll experience for forever. This life here on earth is so tiny. Imagine a long, 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 long rope, okay? Imagine it going from each side of your house, whatever your house looks like, okay? And imagine a red piece of tape just the size of like a pencil width. That is the time that we're living here on earth in comparison to the rest of our life, to all of eternity, if you're a believer and a follower of Jesus. So thinking about that and bring yourself back to applying this to an actual situation or an actual moment where you're fearing what other people are going to think or say of you, ask yourself in the grand scheme of things, does this matter? If I say no to this or yes to this, am I allowing the fear of man to get in the way of this? Or am I putting my fear in God? Because in Proverbs 9.10, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So ask yourself, is my fear of what this person will say about me bigger than my faith in God's plan for me in this moment? So sometimes it's not about, oh yeah, I just don't care about what other people have to say or think about me. They don't pay my bills, yada, yada. I mean, if that saying helps you through it, then use that. Use whatever helps you in the moment because that's true too. (laughs) But sometimes it's about catching ourselves starting to fear man versus fearing God. Another person in the Bible that I really, really related to was Moses. I related with his fear and feeling of self-doubt and lack of worthiness. So if you're unaware, Moses' story begins in the book of Exodus, which is the second book in the Bible. And he had a speech impediment and God called him to go to Pharaoh, the ruler of Egypt, to tell him to let the Israelites go, which were the enslaved people in Egypt. And he wrestled with God. He said he wasn't qualified. He didn't believe in himself. He had no self-belief and he had all the self-doubt. He said he was not the one for this. And I related with that so hard because I was deathly afraid of public speaking. I would get so embarrassed. My face would get red. 
and maybe you can relate too, you may not feel like you're qualified for something that God's calling you to or to execute on a passion of yours or an idea. Maybe you don't feel worthy. Maybe you battle with self-doubt every single day. So I encourage you, one, to read the history of Moses because his story reminds me that God doesn't call the qualified. He truly qualifies the called. It reminds me that I don't have to be perfect, that I can have fears, that I can have doubts, but to not let them rule my life and dictate my decisions. Since Moses was afraid, God gave him a helper, which was Aaron. That showed me that God meets us where we are at. He may call us when we don't feel prepared, but he knows better than we do. The story of Moses showed me that God helps us mold into the woman or man we never imagined ourselves being. Y'all think Moses ever thought a day in his life that he would be the one who would lead 40,000 enslaved people out of Israel. But God saw it from day one. Now imagine if Moses allowed the fear of what Pharaoh was going to think of him or if he allowed what the fear of what other people would say about him or his own self-doubt and feeling of unworthiness. Imagine if he allowed that to completely stop him and say no to God altogether. And so reminding myself of that story gives me the simple reminder. If God can do that, if he can take somebody like Joseph, somebody that was rejected, talked about, overlooked, undervalued, sold as a slave, and turn him into somebody who was going to redeem and save his family from world famine, being the right hand of Pharaoh, to having authority, And if he can help somebody like Moses overcome his fear and feelings of of doubt and unworthiness, he can do the same for me. So I hope you can see how reading scripture, this book full of so much wisdom and history, can speak into your life and speak into your current circumstances, speak into your current struggles. And help you transform into that confident, self-disciplined, loving, caring, kind, gentle woman or man that you want to be. I can't remember what number we're on, but I think it's like four or five. I'm going to summarize it all at the end of this. But the next thing that I would say is find your lane of focus, your craft, your passion. Pursue something that you find passion or enjoyment in. This will increase your happiness and fulfillment levels, which in turn increases your confidence, which I know we've talked a lot about confidence, but when your confidence increases, this will allow you to fight the battle of other people's opinions. The next thing, I'm just going to say we own five, okay, is challenge yourself with something, whether that be with a fitness journey or a self-care routine or a 30-minute daily devotional time that you spend intentionally with the Lord. Challenge yourself to do something for X number of days and complete it. This increases our happiness levels when we challenge ourselves and prove to ourselves that we can accomplish what we put our mind to, which then, you guessed it, increases your confidence. So this this fear of what others are going to say or think about me, if you haven't caught it yet, is directly linked with your confidence levels. Just imagine every single time that you finish a project or a test or something that you had on your calendar, think about how you felt afterwards. You felt this feeling of accomplishment. Your confidence levels increase and you're like, 
I'm ready to tackle the next thing. And that is the key to overcoming this insecurity that you have around what other people are going to think of you. So this one kind of goes hand in hand with what I was just talking about, but grounding yourself in what you value. Getting clear on what you want to focus on in this season of your life, it could be a handful of things. Like right now, what I'm focusing on to keep myself from looking at what everybody else is doing is my position with this new startup, my duty as a wife, working on my digital course, being consistent with my podcast, growing my relationship with God, taking care of my mental well-being and my physical health. These are things that I value. These are things that I'm excited. Maybe not in the moment of like executing the act, right? Like I don't want to work out every single day. Okay, not even like two times a week if we're being honest. Okay, some some weeks are harder than others. But that outcome is what excites me. It's what I value right now in my life. So think about what brings you joy. What is important to you in this season of your life? What makes you feel good about yourself and about your life, about living your life? And when you know what you value, what your priorities are, you will have less space, energy, and time to worry about what other people think or have to say about you. But it's about getting clear on what you want. It goes back. All these all these things that I'm saying are all linked together. And I'm going to bring it all back at the end. And it's, of course, on the workbook that I mentioned before. So I want to let you know this fear of other people's opinions, it's mostly rooted in the fear of being judged by others or rejected, which are two of the top 10 fears people have. So know that this fear isn't something strange to have or abnormal. When you think about it, many people are walking around having these same fears and they're living with that. They've grown to live their life in that way, which keeps people in their shells or unable to be fully themselves. And this is what they're deeming as normal now, right? So like I was saying before, if you're motivated by being different or unique, then think about conquering this fear from that perspective. Like most people are living in this fear, so let me live authentically. When most people are striving to be a copy of somebody else, be different. Be you. Maybe you aren't sure who you are, and this goes back to defining your values, like I said. What do you stand for? What makes you belly laugh? What makes you joyful? What always brightens your day? What makes you feel creative? What angers you? These are simple questions, but they're questions that can help you get to know yourself. We're always changing, evolving, and constantly learning about ourselves, especially thinking back from what I said at the beginning of this show, where we've accepted things as our identity based off of how other people perceived us, based off of other people's opinions. So it's okay to take some time and to get to know yourself again. I give you permission to do that. So finally, practice doing things that would normally scare you. Now, people are probably going to be like, yeah, I'm not going to do this, Danielle, but just hear me out. For example, one thing that I love to do now is I love to sing and worship on my walks. Like today, I had two people, they were walking by and I caught them staring at me. I have my headphones in so I don't have to hear myself. I do not have the best singing voice, okay? And they were smiling and laughing at me. And I made a joke out of it. And it was just this cool, authentic conversation and reaction that made me feel accepted for being myself. But that's an example of me doing something that makes me feel good and focusing on what I value and ignoring what people in the cars passing me are going to think. 
So maybe for you, that's going to lunch by yourself once a week or going to the gym and making it a practice to solely focus on yourself and act like you're the only one in there. Or maybe it's you dancing on video. It can be anything. This will help you gain confidence, feel good, and practice not letting the fear of what other people think of you rule your day or your life. Be that person that reminds other people that it's okay to be themselves. Okay, so like I promised, wrapping it all up, what we've talked about in a few simple steps so you can get organized with everything, okay? First thing is who are you hanging out with? Change your environment if you need to. Make your environment uplifting, full of genuine friends that let you know how great you are and surround yourself with people who inspire you to be more like yourself. Number two, understand and ground yourself in your values and get clear on your priorities so you can direct your energy and focus to these things, which will bring you more fulfillment and happiness with less room to give attention to what other people have to say or think about you. Number three, root yourself in the word. If you don't do anything else in this list, this would be enough for you. The word is where you'll find your true identity from your creator. It'll help you build confidence in knowing his purpose for you. And you all know what building confidence will do, right? We've talked about it enough. Having more confidence in who God says you are results in less fear around other people's opinions. Your focus shifts. Your faith in his plan becomes greater than your fears of a man. And that's a really special place to be. Number four, find your lane of focus, your craft. Pursue something that you find passion or enjoyment in. Gaining happiness and fulfillment, which in turn increases your confidence, which will allow you to fight that battle of other people's opinions. Number five, challenge yourself with something. The examples I gave before were with a fitness journey or a self-care routine. Challenge yourself with something that will make you feel good. Set it for a certain amount of days, whether it be you want to start with seven days or three days if you need to. Don't over do this step to where you won't be able to accomplish it, right? It's better to start as baby steps. So maybe that is, okay, getting up 15 minutes earlier every single day for a whole week. And then the next week, get up 30 minutes earlier for a whole week. Do it in small increments because when you set these realistic goals and challenges for yourself, you'll be able to complete them. Of course, making it challenging is why it's called a challenge, but be realistic. If you've been waking up at 9 a.m. every single day, don't set a goal for 6.30 a.m. because if you don't hit it, that confidence isn't going to increase. You'll start to actually feel less good about yourself. So that's the key with that one. Number six, know why you're doing what you're doing. Everybody says, no why, okay? I don't, I didn't want, I didn't want to um, be cliche and I was gonna leave this one out, but it truly is really, really important, okay? Why you're executing on your ideas, why you're building your business, why you're growing your relationship with God, why you're executing that challenge. Get clear on this and this becomes a foundation to keep you going no matter what anybody has to say about you. Number seven, ask yourself questions. Get to know yourself on a deeper level. And when doing this step, it's really important to go into it with an open mind and not with the idea that, okay, I've been doing graphic design for four years, so I know this is something that I love. Like, give yourself the freedom to explore and to dive deep with those questions. And then number eight, practice doing things that would normally scare you. This is probably going to be the scariest one, but 
trust me, this is going to be such a freeing thing. You can sit and listen to podcasts or read books about getting over people's opinions or getting over a fear or getting to the next level in your life. But if you don't practice the things that you're reading or put it into action, it's not going to help you as much as it would if you did put it into action. So do this one. And if you need help with this one, I would love to help you with the challenge to come up with for yourself and with what your current lifestyle is. This one would be a really fun one. And if you do it, tag Blackouts and Breakthroughs on Instagram. I would want to see it and shout you out and send you love because I know that this is not like an easy step and it's a hard thing to do. But I would love for the community to show and showcase you guys stepping outside of your shell because that action can be a domino effect of other people stepping out of their shells so if you do it tag blackouts to breakthroughs on instagram so i want to wrap up this combo with this final thought when you spend your time and energy worrying about what others will think of you think about the joy it stills from you the authenticity it stills the opportunities it stills Now, I really recommend taking time to reflect on some of those situations, especially if you catch yourself in a moment of fearing what other people are going to think of you. Think back to a situation that you allowed that fear to stop you from doing something. It might not bring up the best of emotions, but feeling whatever emotion that memory brings up will be very, very powerful for you. It might be disappointment. It might be annoyance. It might be sadness. It might be regret even. Whatever emotion that is, reflect on that so you can have awareness around what having that fear does to you, what it steals from you. Now think about what you wouldn't have done differently if you didn't have that fear of what others would think of you in that moment or in that situation. This is stuff people think about and reflect on on their deathbed. But you don't have to wait until you're on your deathbed to reflect, raise your self-awareness, and create change moving forward. This is where I want you to practice and play with your imagination again. Think about the possibilities. We're created in God's image. And when we think about how he created the world, how, you, how he created everything that we see today, he imagined it first and then he spoke it into existence. So envision yourself as the person that you want to be. Ask God for clarity. Stay rooted in his word and remind yourself what he says about you. Picture yourself as that person that he calls you to be. If you haven't heard me say it lately, thank you so much for tuning into the Blackouts to Breakthroughs podcast. I truly am so grateful for this community and I hope this is something that you can take away with you today and start implementing into your life. Until next time, I'll see you right here, same time next week. All right, let's bring it in, giving you a virtual hug because you just finished another episode of Blackouts to Breakthroughs podcast. And you know what? You just deserve it. The reviews and subscriptions mean a lot to me. So if you love today's episode, make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on any other episode. Also, I'd love to hear your takeaways. So feel free to screenshot this episode, put it in your stories and tag me at Blackouts to Breakthroughs on Instagram with your biggest takeaways so I can connect with you and reshare your posts. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, friend.